Yo, you know what it is? What's up, guys? I'm a little bit, like, under the weather. Not just because it's raining outside. Literally, like, I lost my voice. Um, but I really wanted to talk about the thing that I left off with last time. And that's the thing that I was supposed to talk about in the past two podcasts. And then I said it would be the other one. But now, truthfully, I wanted, I wanted to get everybody ready for it. Because now, thank God, I have... I bragged about how I attended views last time and that I was okay with the one view overall, even if it was the last time of my podcast career, which is, you know, it's not a big thing for me. It's just if I can get this message to one person, I'm good. Man, it's been insane. I won't pretend to. It just doesn't stop coming in. I guess people are sharing it. First of all, I want to want to thank you guys for sharing it. I don't know any of you guys. You guys don't know me. We're all going through the same struggle, which is ultimately our ultimate success. But, you know, just thank you so much for listening to me. Like, who am I? You know what I mean? I appreciate that it means something to you. I'm just going gonna, gonna to keep coming. I'm going to keep producing content, whether it's once a day, once a year. You know, me, growing up in the business of, of you know, social media or having on-demand grocery delivery service or just selling on, online, which is what I've been doing for, for most of my life. And not just that, but having, you know, you know, my whole life I've been so focused on, like, didn't matter what business I was in. Oh, before I, I tell you this, this, uh, one of the secrets, right, which is one of my million secrets, is that, you know, pretty much what I've been doing my whole life, I'm 31 years old. My name is Roy Cohen. I'm from Miami. I was born in South Carolina, Myrtle Beach. Family's from Israel. Um, you know, when I was 18 years old, I could have went to college. Well, I did, but I dropped out because I was, I was supposed to give a speech in, uh, in some, some speech class, and I was so embarrassed because, you know, I've had stage fright for the longest time. Even though I was, like, the biggest class clown, you know, I literally went to nine schools, have ADD, ADHD, may, might be dyslexic, I don't even know. Like, literally, when I was being tested for all these things, they put this thing, like, this huge helmet on my brain to test me, and they gave me Ritalin and Adderall. I think I was, like, 10 years old. I literally didn't take any of it. I did, but none of it helped, so I stopped taking it. Thank God, even at an early age, I understood I didn't want to get addicted to anything. I didn't know that, but subconsciously, my body, thank God, prepared me for all that stuff. You know, I've been through a lot, you know? At 18 years old, I dropped out of college, got into the business with my father, souvenir shops in South Beach, who had many, many stores, had lots of success, had lots of failures, did a lot of things, had kiosks in malls, you know, sold online, I would say, in the early 2000s, you know, maybe 2004, 2005, I was already selling on eBay and Amazon, talking about, you know, 13, 14, 15 years ago. Now I'm 31, so I was, what, like 17, 18 years old, right after I graduated high school in 2006. I've done it all. Open up what I'm known for now to myself, which is what motivates me and gets me going, all the platforms that we saw online. And then I also have um, a grocery delivery service called Instant Kosher. It's the same as like Shipt or Uber Eats or more notably uh, Instacart, but Kosher, right? It's, we're in a very niche market. Um, that's pretty much what I do day to day. You know, I spend a few hours a day doing different things. Um, but what I wanted to say is that, you know, you might have a hundred things that, that you want to do, right? And just so focused on the small things, which is every single one of those things. Like you have a hundred things. Every, you have a hundred things you have to do, and 
when you do half of them, or not all of them, it's as if you didn't do anything. You know, you lower yourself to a point where, where you, you you destroy yourself. You devour your emotions and, and everything that you've done and your entire self-worth for nothing, for absolutely nothing. It's not other people that bring us down. It's, it's the fact that we let them bring us down, but it's something that we do within ourselves, right? So, you know, it's very important to stay up, to stay up and focus on one thing at a time, you know? That's just one of the little secrets. It's very, very simple. You'll hear it from a million people, especially Gary Vee. And the reason why I mentioned Gary Vee is because we're talking about a guy who has 1.8 million subscribers on YouTube and God knows how much on other platforms. And I have, I had my first four podcasts, I had a total of, of 10 views. Now I have thousands on my fifth podcast. Amazing, amazing, amazing. It's so important to appreciate others and say thank you to others. And, and let's say, for example, you have something to give. But so do others. And they're on a much larger scale than you. It doesn't mean that you won't affect that one person who does listen to you. It doesn't matter that you don't have 1.8 million. It doesn't matter that you're not here, you're not there, or you only have six employees or a million employees. It doesn't matter what you have. It matters who you are and what you think of yourself and, and the value that you'd like to give to others. Because if you're someone who all day is saying, don't judge me, don't judge me, don't judge me, don't judge me, but at the same time, you're just fucking with people's minds and, and, and just feeding people bullshit. But at the same time, when someone tells you something, you're saying, don't judge me, and you're just you're dumb shit that's not going to achieve anything in your life, Right? It's, it's, it's very, very important that you are exactly who you preach. And if you don't preach it, who cares? You can be whoever the hell you want. You're not telling anybody anything. So if anybody tells you something, it shouldn't affect you when it bothers them. It should not affect you when it bothers them, right? But, yeah, I'm going to stop with that. And I'm going to talk about the most important point. Even though my voice is down, who cares, right? If it's meant to be, you'll listen. And I hope that I can get to one of you guys. And this is the exact reason why you're fighting with your mom and your dad, and your brother, and your sister, and your cousin, and your aunt, and your this, and your that. First of all, it's very important to note that I, I've been through all this, and that uh, when someone's depressed or upset, it gets, it, it might take you years to get to a point where you, when you realize that you should only save your saddest days, right, for when those around you, God forbid, die, right? That should never happen, you know, God whether you're religious or not, God should bring us all and everyone, everybody around us, all our enemies, and hopefully we don't have any. But even if we do have enemies, we should give all our enemies and all the ones that are close to us success and health and happiness and everything, right? Because uh, me personally, I don't care what you do to me. It doesn't affect me. I don't want bad for anybody. But you have to understand that all these, all these people and all these relationships that we have, they're all... You might like, it's okay to think, and I, I do 100% believe that it's all part of the puzzle. It's all, you might have a good day, you might have 20 good days, and you might have 16 bad days, and this, everything is part of the puzzle. This happened because of this, and everything just falls into place, whether you like to believe it or not. Maybe it's not true. But, but there's lots of things that you could do, even though we have free will, as far as affecting things in certain ways, like relationships, which has a lot to do with everything. I think it's the main thing in this life is relationships, right? Especially if you're a preacher, which I think, based on my experience, everyone preaches. The second someone says something, that's not asking the question. It's just saying something, right? It, it's, it's because something bothers them. Most of the time, from what I've seen, and based on this, 
my, my, my thesis or whatever you want to call it is that every single person in this world has somebody in this family that doesn't talk to somebody. And it's horrible. And I'm telling you, based on the experience that's happened to me, you know, it's still happening to me, it's very, very important to know one thing. Who's wrong in any given case? Who's wrong? When you're fighting, right? No, think about it. Take a few seconds. When you're fighting with someone, you're mad at someone because they did something or said something. Most likely they said something, right? Who's mad? Who's mad? You, because you're mad, right? That's the answer. But what I mean by that, you're mad. There's nothing really to mean by it. It's simple as hell. You're arguing with someone. First of all, it's very important for the person that you're arguing with, or that you're mad at, to know that you're fucking mad at them. Because if not, what are you going to do? You're going to spend the next 5, 10, 15, 20, 120 years being mad at someone and, God forbid, developing this God knows what within your body, whether spiritual or physical, because of all these damn emotions that you hold in. So if, if you're going to if you're gonna do all this stuff and fight and argue with someone, at least do it, right? We're not talking about someone who has to just to just make up something because they haven't fought with someone in many years and and, and and it's too good to be true their relationship so they have to say something or do something no, no, no I'm talking about on a daily basis you are fighting with someone you know you are I know you are because I, I do it all the time right who's the smart one this is this is what it all comes down to in this fight who's the smart one tell me who's the smart one when you're fighting with someone when you're arguing with someone it's obviously you because you're mad, right? Meaning, if I fight with, let's make up a name, right? Because if if my friends or anyone in my family ever hears this, I don't, I, you know, I don't want to offend anyone. That's the last thing I ever want to do. Which that, by the way, will be what I'm going to talk about in the next 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 episode, a webisode. I'm really new at this, so I don't really know what to call it. But I'm definitely going to talk about that. What am I going to talk about? Just to remind myself. Honestly, I forgot, and I'm okay with that. But let me, let me try and think for a second. I'm sorry to waste your time. Uh, thank God it's recorded. I can go back and listen. So, when you're fighting with... Oh, I know about the name. Let's say Fire Hydrant. Okay, that's someone's name. Because I'm driving and I see one. When If I fight with Fire Hydrant, arguing, I'm upset. From, you know what? Let me give you a good example. Because I feel like he's weak. I don't like that he's not aggressive, he's not masculine enough, or she, or that she lets certain people do certain things, or she, or he or she doesn't wear gel in a proper way, or not wearing enough makeup, or just a whole bunch of stupid shit, right? If I'm mad at fire hydrant, who's right? It has a lot to do with who's smart, right? Because if I'm mad at fire hydrant, what does that mean? I'm actually saying, I'm telling myself that I'm smarter than you, right? Because you're doing something... That, that me, myself, who I think is to be smart, and I hope everyone thinks they're smart, you're not doing it. So I'm honestly, I'm automatically mad at you because I think I'm smarter than you. So then who's the dumb one? Well, the person that you're mad at, right? Well, here's the thing. Have you still have a relationship? You don't need fucking therapy unless you're going through certain things that I myself can't judge and haven't been through. But if you're just arguing with a person, you have to understand that you don't need therapy. Why? Because you're arguing with fire hydrants. That's the name of the person we're talking about in case you just jumped in, right? midway, right, let's say, you're smart, right, because you're, you're mad at him, at, you're, you're mad at a certain person that you're fighting with, let's call him fire hydrant, so you're smarter, but you're going to be mad for a year, two years, three years, a few weeks, your whole life, right, so how fucking smart do you think you are, you dumb shit, how smart are you, if you're mad 
at a person, and you're not doing anything about it, it doesn't seem like you're very you're very smart. And I'm telling you, based on my experience, it's okay that it's happening to you because it honestly took me months, if not years, to realize that when I'm mad at someone, if I'm not going to do anything about it in a positive way, that I'm not smart. Right? I'm mad at someone, but I'm not smart for not doing anything about it. Because that doesn't make me smart. That makes me stupid. And now here's the biggest problem. Usually what happens when, when the person you're fighting with understands that you're mad at them. In a case where they don't do anything about it, what's the biggest, 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 biggest problem? And, and not to blame them, because us ourselves, we're not doing anything about it either. That's the answer. When they don't do anything about it. And who's smart in this case? Oh my God, both, both parties. I'm smart, and the person I'm fighting with is smart. So here's the fucking problem. If I'm smart and I'm fighting with you about something and I'm not doing anything about it, and I expect myself to wait for you to come to me and say something because I'm smart. I didn't do anything on purpose. It's your fault, right? How do I know? Because I'm the smart one and you're the dumb one, right? No, 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 no. You're not coming to me because you think you're the smart one and, and you didn't do anything wrong. So what? You're expecting me to come to you. All you're doing is causing your entire family to not talk. Or you to not talk to your brother, your sister, your mother, your sister-in-law, your brother-in-law, your uncle, your aunt, your grandma, your grandpa, over over you thinking you're smart, right? You're going to be depressed your entire life. And I think I'm talking to people who have businesses and stuff like that, or just have, you know, day-to-day relationships. You have to understand that. It doesn't matter what the hell you have. For, for the entire length of your life that you think you're smart, and you're doing, you're arguing with people, but you're not doing anything about it. You're critiquing, but you're not doing anything about it. You're giving advice, but 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 you're leading on. You're not going to be happy. My shoe theory. I have something that I made up. It's called a shoe theory. It's the one thing that I I pray that when when I die at 120, that I'm known for my shoe theory. Right. The shoe theory is how important it is to bring up the person around you. What I mean by that, I started this segment, the third one, within this last episode, podcast, by saying that what causes a fight, one very, if you took a poll, what's the reason why you're fighting? Uh, Maybe because someone said something or someone did this, right? So one of the biggest ones is critiquing, right? You're mad at someone because there's a certain weakness about them, or there's this, or only God knows what, right? So what happens when you give someone advice, you send them on their way, right? You tell them, no, I don't think... Well, first of all, you're giving them advice because you don't agree with them, for the most part. I'm not talking about one of your employees who you're, you're showing them how to fold shirts or sell online or, or sell a house or read a contract or send an email. I'm talking about what I want to be known for and what's helped me a lot. And, and it's the one thing that scares people about you, that when you, you generally try and help somebody without expecting anything in return... Not just that. My shoe theory has a lot to do with helping someone for the sole purpose of helping them. I'll give you an example. If I go up to you right now and I tell you, um, I'm going to use an example of, uh, let's say, Brian, okay? I honestly, I don't think I know any Brian's. Um, so I say, hey, Brian, your shoe looks like crap. You have a hole in your shoe. It, it drives me crazy. Right? Let's just say it doesn't bother me, right? But I don't want you to have a hole in your shoe. But regardless, I just said those two points just to let you know that these points don't really matter. The point is that I'm trying to tell Brian that he has a whole issue. 
have I, what did I do up until now? Critiqued him, right? So, the bad part about the shrew theory is that if you don't go by the shrew theory, is that, Brian, if this is how the conversation ended, because we were at a red light, and now it's green, and we were walking, crossing the street, and I had to go to another store, and I said, hey, Brian, do you have a whole new shoe? And he went home, and I didn't see Brian for weeks, months, years, whatever. And every time he associated, every time my name came up, or he thought about me, or saw a hole in his shoe, or he fucking put on his shoe, it's just depressing to think about. Brian might be upset. Why? Because why the hell did, did, did Rocco have to just come up to me and tell me I have a hole in my shoe? Right? It's critiquing, right? You're, not, you're giving me advice? No. You're telling me that there's something wrong with me, okay? So my shoe theory is that if the best way to give advice is to literally stand somebody and put them on their feet. And what's the best way? And the example of a shoe, which is obviously about the shoe theory, is that if, if I tell Brian you have a hole in your shoe, it's not just about giving him, let's say, constructive criticism. Because what the hell is constructive criticism? I don't know what the definition is, but nothing in constructive criticism in that definition, whether you look it up on Wikipedia or on dictionary.com, whatever, has that, says anything about, 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 you know, fixing the hole, right? There's a hole issue. Oh, 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 let's, let's try and say it in a nice way without fixing the hole. Oh, Brian, you have a hole in your shoe. <laughs> like, you're going to laugh, you're going to giggle. Hey, Brian, you have a hole in your shoe. You should go buy a new shoe. What if he doesn't have money to buy a shoe, Right? So it's okay that he has a shoe. What's one thing that you can do without the answer to my shoe theory, which I'll, I'll say after this? You cannot say anything, right? Because if you don't say anything, you're not offending the person. You're not causing him to go off of his way, right? Because I said before, it's the, the easiest way to fall in this, in, this world, in this world is not by somebody else making fun of you or calling you fat or skinny or ugly or stupid or whatever. It's, it's the simple fact that, that you let them, that you let it enter, enter your brainwaves and in your heart, and, and you become emotional in certain things. It's, so it's not that someone can make you fall, it's that you do it to yourself. Okay, but what if a person's not 100% strong, and he's a little bit weak? If you, so, and you're talking to a weak person, so you either tell me there's a hole in the shoe, and don't do anything about it, or you don't say anything. That person will go on his way and be happy like he was before. But if you're going to come to him anyways and tell me there's a hole in the shoe, and not do anything about it, you're just a fucking, you're just an asshole, man. Like, you opened the door for someone and you made them happy, but like now you're you went back to zero. Like, what are you doing? That's like that's like closing fifty doors on one person, telling him he has a hole in his shoe. Not just that. Imagine every single time he puts on his shoe, he's gonna think about it. Remember, we're talking about truth here, but it's 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 a it's for life. We're talking about everything. You can you can think about it in any circumstance. You can think it with anything you've ever been part of in your life whether business or school or friends or anything. So now, what's the answer to the shoe theory that I believe in, I go by, that if I'm going to give you advice, this is how I would do it. Hey, Brian, you have a hole in your shoe. And just when Brian starts thinking, why, why do you have to tell me that? You know that I don't have money. Then I say, no, 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 Brian. No, no. So what you didn't know is that when I went to your house to play Fortnite last week, I, I made sure that, that I checked the size of your shoe and the exact skew so that I get the exact color scheme and the hue combination of, of the colors that are on your shoe and make sure that, that I get the right one even though your, your colors are faded. I need I looked for the box in your house and I couldn't find it. But you know what? I got the skew in the shoe. 
Brian, I have your size nine because I know this is the size you were. I just I wanted to, to make a little. Uh, I wanted to make a little movie action about it. Make the story a little bit cooler. So I just had to say that you have a hole in your shoe. But but I want to give this to you because I really care about you and you're a good friend and you deserve these shoes. And I, I want you to have it. Do you have any idea what, what, what would happen to Brian? Right? I'm making up the character name, but I've done it many, many times in many different circumstances, whether in business or someone's notebook or a school bag or a book bag or anything, anything. You know what you do to that person? Like, you want to be good in business and you want to bring everybody else around you? I, I, I've, even, I've even heard Gary Vee say a million times, you know, and it's such an obvious thing. And the most obvious things in life are the things that are the, the most obvious but are the most amazing things. But sometimes you have to hear the most obvious thing to be amazed. And he says, it pays to be nice your entire life and to be an asshole. Because the winner, the winner is always the nice guy in the end, right? So you can be the asshole at work or you can be the one that brings everybody else around you. And I have this theory, oh my goodness. I don't have to be known for it because it's what gets, gets me by in life is that is that there's so much that I'm able to learn about everyone by being extremely nice. I'm a cool guy, you know. Jump my hair, dress nice, wear nice shoes, you know. Sometimes, so I'm a, I'm a cool guy, you know what I mean? Like I, I pray, I pride myself on that. But I'm extremely nice to the point where I do so much for people that they don't understand it sometimes, and it, it scares them. Like, why is he doing so much? He's literally not expecting anything else in return. It's because I'm investing into people emotionally, physically, mentally, non-mentally, consciously, and even subconsciously. So imagine you wanted to work with a person down the line, and you're being so nice to that person. that, And, you know, it might take three months until you guys start working together. But for the next three months, you're going to see the person 10, 15, 20 times. And you go to a bar, and you buy them a drink. And when everyone's paying for their own drinks, you're buying these people drinks. And you're able to learn so much about this person because you're investing in them, right? And this investment might seem like a lot, but it's, it's, it's free in comparison to what you might lose if you don't find out about how this person reacts to you being nice. You understand? It's so important. It's so, you learn so much about people. Just by, 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 by being nice. It's really hard. Being extremely nice, you end up having people who don't, they're not nice to you. And you don't get it sometimes. But that's part of the test of being nice. So it's, I just want you guys to know that all these things, they add up, and they'll make you so much happier in life, man. Like, being the nice guy, not the asshole. And not just the nice guy who occasionally wants to show that, that he's cool, so he has to be an asshole. No. You have to understand that you know what your self-worth is, so you can be as nice as you want. And it's not going to affect you. You might have one person that tells you too nice. Okay, well, I'd rather be too nice than too mean. And the bad thing about being too nice, if you can figure out what that bad attribute of being too nice is, if you can work on that yourself, then you can be happy your entire life. Anyways, it's very, very important. And I completely jumped off topic by bringing in my shoe theory. So I'm going to talk about it the next episode about why everyone in your family's mad at you. Well, I mean, I did talk about it a lot. But about other ways, I'm getting somewhere now um, to a party. And I, have, like, I haven't been out in a while. So I'm getting here now. So we'll talk about it in the future. But in the meantime... You know, do something nice for someone. You know what I mean? Open a door for someone. Do something cool. Don't honk at the person in front of you. Let the person behind you honk at him. 
and, and you're going to realize how much happier it makes you because you're laughing just like the person with the shoe. You're not criticizing him, but you're helping him. When you bring up those around you, you ultimately and selfishly will be a much happier person. Peace out in the meantime.